0: Well, hey there and welcome back. You are going to love today's guest. She just exudes positivity and she has a genuineness about her that is really hard to find these days. Danielle Featherson is an amazing human and I am so grateful to call her my friend and colleague and to have her in my circle. But before I introduce her, I wanted to let you know about something really big that's coming soon. I'm starting a movement. No, really, the Vision Driven Mom movement is coming, and I can't wait to share it with you. It's about changing the generational patterns of being for moms and families. It's about letting go of the old way and creating something new and unique for families worldwide. It's about taking your yoga off the mat and into the world in a way that only you can. Now, I'm putting the finishing touches on the Vision Driven Mom movement right now, and I will share all the goodness when it's ready. So in the meantime, be on the lookout for the big announcement. Now, if you haven't already, download the, download the Vibe VibeCare Toolkit at VibeCareToolkit.com that will get you on my email list if you're not already and you'll be the first to know about all the goodness that is yet to come now i'd like to introduce you to one of my favorite humans danielle featherson is a former college instructor turned ghostwriter turned book writing coach at daniellefeatherson.com. She helps service focused leaders and entrepreneurs turn their best ideas, stories and content into amazing books worth reading, even if they've been stuck for years and don't consider themselves to be amazing writers. Clients describe her four-step process for helping them finally finish their book as engaging, energizing, and inspiring. When she's not helping authors make the world a better place with their messages, she's reading, dancing, or cracking jokes with her husband, their one-year-old son, or four-year-old daughter. Now, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. Here's Danielle. This is the Vision Driven Mom Podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood from fear, loss, and heartbreak to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey,
1: Danielle, and welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today. I am so glad to be here with you, Tracy. Thank you for letting me come on and enjoy this with you. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to this, and Danielle, we have... I feel like I've
0: known you for years, my soul sister. (laughs) I feel like I've known you for years, Um, and this is the first time that we've actually talked face-to-face, Zoom-to-Zoom, whatever. I know, right? Yeah, but I'm super excited. (laughs) I will take it. (laughs) I will take it, too. So, Danielle, tell us a little bit about your journey, about how you got to be where you are today with your business and life and all of that.
1: And I always love hearing when People come on your show and they tell their stories because it's always one of those moments. It's like, okay, when you started there, there's no way you saw this coming, or that doesn't even make sense. Where, <laughs> right? How you get there? And that is definitely true for me. Uh, I had plans. I was definitely a planner. I was going to do this, this, and this. Even as a child, I was going to be a teacher, then a lawyer, and then I was going to retire as a judge, and I was going to teach some more. And that was my plan, like kindergarten. Right. <laughs> right. I don't. That does not surprise me about you. I was like, that's not exactly how it went, but um, I did start off with wanting to teach. Uh, being a college instructor, I loved school, I got really good at school, and I loved just that experience. like, okay, this level I did it, let's go another level, mm, right? And so, I kept going, ended up being a college instructor at a technical college, loved that. I wasn't too keen on the fact that I was teaching public speaking of all things. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. I know, right? It the like extra pressure there. Okay. But, <laughs> but I did love the students and the interaction and seeing those aha moments when you'd have someone come in terrified of public speaking and then you find the right topic and mm-hmm. then they just opened up and it was just everything just, just. Just everything, just to see that aha and everything happen right. in real time was amazing. And from there, I, my pastor at the time was working on a book and he released a book and I'm thinking, oh, well, so I was so excited and the first person I'd ever known to publish a book. And I caught a lot of errors in it. And so I redlined his published book. I oh. <laughs> <laughs> did not know this. what I was doing. I was like, okay, this thing and this thing. And I was like, okay, just, you know, before the next time you print this, because I get what you're saying, but right. someone who doesn't know you, we get hung up on the mistakes and then we discount the brilliance of the message just because of the way it's delivered. So I'm like, okay, right. well, let's work on this a little bit. And he said, okay, cool. You do the next book then. <laughs> Sweet, okay. And so I did. Um, took a popular sermon of his and helped him ghostwrite it into a book. And from there, I kept working with authors because every time uh, someone picked up one of his books, they wanted to know who helped them. And that brings me here today where I am coaching now, coaching authors through writing their books and getting their ideas on paper.
0: Sweet, okay, I love the
1: roundabout
0: way that things happen, right? It's like you said, you knew exactly what you were gonna do. But you opened up and you listened, you know, you listened to your inner guidance to God, you know, whatever it is, you, you opened up and listened and, oh, I'm going to go in this direction and whatever, whatever possessed you to start lighting <laughs> the book. I mean, what, how brilliant,
1: right? you never, you just never know. You really don't. Yeah, yeah. I want it to help. And I knew that, okay, when I see one or two and I'm like, okay, this is some really good stuff in this book. And I really want to see this book do well. And I've noticed that anytime I've done something scary, if I'm more focused on this could really help somebody. Right. Then I'm willing to get over myself. <laughs> mm, right, right. And I'm usually happy with the result when that's yeah. the reason. That's the motivation. It, it tends to work out. <laughs> right.
0: I love that. And so, tell tell me a little bit about the work that you do. So you're a coach. You help. You help. Um, you help authors.
1: Yes. So I've noticed there's a lot of authors who will have a book idea, um, something that they've been thinking about for years. Just earlier today, I spoke with someone. She said, hey, i um, got placed place it on my heart to write this book years ago. I started and then I stopped. But for some reason, this topic or something keeps coming up. I feel like I need to go back. Mm-hmm. And so I help them um, figure out what that looks like, right? Because okay. there's a lot of ways to get help um, with writing your book. But I find that a lot of that help can be uh, technical like mm-hmm. with writing techniques and things like that, and it has its place, it's helpful. But right. usually that reason that we stopped writing, it's not really technical. We think it is, or we think I'm not that good of a writer, or I'm not really a writer, or I don't have time, but there's usually something else, mm. you know, trying to clarify that idea. And I okay. realized that thing I loved about public speaking, when you come have people come in and they're really anxious and say, I don't want to do this, but you find the right topic, and you're right. able to get that moment of clarity, and help them expand on those ideas and it, they identify with it so strongly that they can't help but to share it. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is what I get to do in writing. And so that's the part where I really really love <laughs> what I do. Well, and I can
0: see that cuz we are we are in a we're in a business group together and um you so you have this really beautiful way, this gentle but firm way of asking questions, but you're brilliant at it for bringing out in, in, you know, I like I copy and paste, copy and paste. So I can work with everything that, that we've gone back and forth about, you know, but you're really good at it that with that, that, that gentle, but firm. Yes, I know. And, and I, I, I I can totally see that. I can totally see that with you. And this is an interesting thing. I know that I have at least a book in me. At least, oh, no uh, probably a couple. I, and and I've known since I was a kid. I remember reading, reading books, and um, and my mom was giving me um, personal development books back when I was in high school. So I remember reading books and thinking, I'm going to write a book like that one day. Like I am going to. I know that I'm going to be. I'm, I know that I'm going to be a writer. And it was interesting to me, I was having a conversation with a friend, this was years ago, and I was talking about my book and, and, you know, the book that's still rambling around, Isn't it's not it? quite Isn't ready that? to come out yet. Um, the speaking, I'm speaking at first. I think that's what I'm doing, Danielle. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking at first and then it's going to come out on paper. Um, but I remember having this conversation with a friend and I said, you know, you know, when you have a book in you and she said girl, I do not have a book in me. And I was like, <laughs> really? Have you ever thought that, that like everybody must have a book in them? And she was like, I have no interest in doing that whatsoever. And I was like, oh my gosh, I never knew. I thought everybody had a book in them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think, I think we definitely all have um, stories to tell and this is going going to kick myself. There was a quote I really liked and the, the concept is make like, it like somewhere along the way is, <laughs> of write a story, make sure that you're writing your story or live a, a, live a life that is worth writing about. Oh, I love that. And so I love that, no, all of us don't have that urge to write or it might be, you know, sharing it in another form. Like they just want right. to tell their story or something like that. But definitely if you had that urge that you wanted to write a book, one, that means you're probably a book lover, which knowing oh, you- yes. could, Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> But like, it's definitely that's your love. Like at some point we want to add to the world that is. Right, right. (laughs) Of books. But I do like that because it's always that that equalizer across time. It doesn't matter um, what time in history we can connect with somebody. Like I love St. Augustine and we are like centuries apart. <laughs> lifetime. Right, <wise>. right. <laughs> but you can connect with somebody, and be like, yeah, he gets me.
0: Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. I know I still have some of my favorite books. And yes, Danielle, I was the kid, I was the kid over summer vacation um, on a blanket under a tree reading a book. Like that was that was me. me. Yep. <laughs> I had a feeling that was probably you too. So let's talk a little bit about. For one thing about writing. And it, so I've also, I'm a journal writer. I've been writing in a journal forever. And I, I almost, my grandmother, my grandmother had a, had a diary and she had, gosh, she had boxes and boxes and boxes of diaries um, that she she would write little things. She'd write the weather, you know, who was doing what, whatever. But she'd also write some personal things in there too. Um, but there's such, there, there's, there's. Power and magic in writing. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with, um, with writing and, and not necessarily publishing but just writing? Right.
1: And I love that. You know, when you said that about how in your family she would write about the weather and things like that. I know one of the most beautiful things I'd ever heard of is a friend of mine. Her mom would write a letter because my friend she has three siblings Yeah. Uh-huh. and her mom would write a letter to each of them around Christmas that would recap the past year. Oh. And it would be, and she would keep track of their highlights. So she has her own journals, all these books and books of writing everything. You lost your tooth today. You Mm -hmm. lost, you know, from um, the time they were born till now, my friend's in her mid-30s, and her mom still keeps track. And now she's keeping track of my friend's children. Right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that as an heirloom, as that piece of a way to keep that story going. Right. Um, You know, I know everyone... I am not that dedicated of a journal. I wish I was. (laughs) But I notice I'm more of a periodic journal. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll do it more so when I really, really need it. Yeah, And then um, I'll back off for a little bit, but then I always remember to come back. Yeah. And I know for me, one of the first examples that really stood out to me, just how powerful it is, is you remember, Back in like that uh, pre-teen, teen time when it just seems like we just start clashing more with mom and with other right. people. Yep, I do. I have to pre- I'm pre-teen right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I remember it was something during that time. I remember being so frustrated. I knew I loved my mom. I knew she loved me, right. but it seemed like I couldn't talk to her. It's like she just... Oh, like she would say stuff, and everything would be like through a filter of red. I was just so frustrated, right? And so somehow I ended up—I um I still have it, actually, on the bookshelf behind me. I came up with the idea of co-journaling, mm-hmm. and so I got a notebook, and on the, the cover of it, actually, I think that was—that was no, I was in college already, and I put pictures of her and me on their uh, happy time. So when I sat down to write, I would see that and I would write what I wanted to say to her. And I kept going back and forth. Do I show it to her or not? Mm. And I didn't. But then one day I did. I just like threw it at her and ran. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I think, mom. (laughs) And she wrote back and we kept going back and forth and it made it a whole Mm. lot easier for me to start to see, um, where she was coming from.
0: Mm,
1: right. Because that thing about writing and being able to step away and have space from the thought and the emotions tied to the thought. And I can yeah. see what she's thinking. I was like, she really does care about me. She just, I got to get over my own thing, that filter. And apparently I was bringing that up for her too. Like, who right. Of course, it was all about me, not like she had any feelings. Right.
0: <laughs> she has no feelings whatsoever. They're all my feelings when I'm a preteen. <laughs> exactly
1: and then even when as a young adult but just seeing how in those moments how that can um really helped me get clarity over what i was thinking and all the reasons that i thought she was um uh doing things to me it wasn't Mm. her doing anything to me right it was the way i was perceiving it and i was able to get that aha just from writing with her and that was with her but even other times when it was just journaling for me, like it helped me get clarity right. on what's really going on. Cause when you go back and you look at it and like, that's a whole lot of ego. That was like, she's supposed to do all of this for me and I'm not supposed to do anything or even care that she had a rough day. Like you're supposed to stop everything. Listen to me mama, cause I'm your child. Right, <laughs> right. How brilliant.
0: I really, really love that. I really, I mean, what a great way, because I've, I've often thought, and not necessarily with my kids, but with my husband, especially when something comes up and we're parents, right? So life is full, you know, we're both working, we have kids, we have, you know, I have, um, aging parents that I'm dealing with. And so there's always something and those things that like, just get, that just get kind of pushed down that Mm -hmm. I don't want to start a fight. Or, you know, we don't fight, but I don't want to, I don't want right, to, I don't right. want anything to be heated, but I feel like I need to wait. I mean, what a beautiful idea of co-journaling. I love that. I, I've not, I've not, I've thought of that before of, of, of at least writing and giving it to him, but I never thought about the co-journaling. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, that just kind of happened. And it's funny, uh, you mentioned even in a marriage, I know I started a variation of that. I would write, it started off, but I would just write him just, but I would write him basically love notes as, oh, and I started doing it again, how selfish, but I did it for me. Cause in those moments I get frustrated and like, okay, why do I love you again? Oh yeah, there's right. this and right. this. And then if I write it as a love note, it's a way of me getting my brain to stop focusing on that one thing the fact that he keeps leaving his clothes on the floor I'm like yeah but he did show up for me when I was going through this and I needed somebody to have my back and it's right. like all these big things you did for me but you keep the shirt on the floor <laughs> <laughs> I know all of these things
0: all of the ways that they're amazing right and we're focusing on you did not pick up your socks exactly.
1: <laughs> and it's like how our brain works is like I have to tell my brain this is why you love him <laughs> Like, right. this is why is that was still the right choice
0: <laughs> yeah exactly you know when when my kids were little when when they were um when they were like your kids ages because your kids are are one in four when my kids were little and just that oh my gosh that early childhood like girl, like I talked to you about my when I had my um I had a, a, a my kids are 17 months apart, and I was asking my 17 month old to act like a I don't know a preschooler, and, right. and then I realized that I had two babies, and he couldn't. He just couldn't. He was a baby too. I had two babies, um, but what I did was I started um, I started about once a year, and I didn't get them all in Shutterfly, but I did this. You know, um, this I called him. I called it. Um, what did I call it? Uh, well, the reason why, why I love you or something like that. And so I would write and put pictures of different parts of them, you know, um, different things that they do, their, their talents, their, their strong points, whatever, and put it together in a little book. Like why, I, I oh, what's that. the name of that? i mean, I have to think about that. I'll have to dig it up, but it was, but it was, it was that, that's what it was. So it's, it's so beautiful, right? This gift yes. that I'm giving to my kids, but it was for me to stop looking at the things that they, you know, because little kids frustrate us, right? I mean, yes. their kids frustrate us. I, I mean, we, or we, they don't frustrate us. We get frustrated, right? So yes. the reminders of why I love you, why I think you're amazing. Right. So it started out to be for me. And then I was like, I should just I should turn this into a book form and and give them little Shutterfly books. So that when they start thinking, oh, Mom, does she even like me anymore <laughs> <You know? laughs> that they can get out the books? And oh, yeah. You know, because we, we 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 sometimes, you know, my kids know that they're they're loved and oh, I, tell yeah. them I love them and all oh, of that. Course. But they also do, especially this past year of um, remote learning. Um, they, you know, it's been it's been uh, it's been a little stressful in the house. I bet. Yeah, but an I love challenge there. It. <laughs> but it's that same idea of getting it out, and it does help you. Writing
1: helps you to shift your perspective. It does, and I love that you're mentioning too, how the process of writing, how that helps you yeah. in that moment to deal with. To remember, you know, because we, we really get that tunnel vision. We just like focus on whatever that one thing is and we magnify it. And like, okay, if we step back and look at the big picture. Right. So we have that moment of healing in the process. And then you have the gift that once you publish it or, you know, you create that Shutterfly book, you can share it so you get to revisit it. Yeah. And then you have the benefit of when you're looking back and reading it again, like, oh, yeah, I remember that time. <laughs> right. I remember when you were that age. I really do. I see that smile in the picture and that was good, too. But I remember what happened right before and right after that picture. Right. <laughs> exactly. But it does help us to.
0: And that's what it's all about. Right. It's it's right. about shifting the perspective and also to getting Getting the things out, like you, like what you were doing with your mother, right? Getting it out of your head where it sits, because what happens in our minds is that we we start telling stories in our minds, you know, and then they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and then they kind of take over, you know, they kind of take over our thoughts, our thought patterns. So when absolutely when you're writing, you're actually you're it's kind of therapeutic, actually. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, I, I know it's that. it's definitely I'm being introduced now to the concept of like intentional thought work mm, and right. using writing to do that, mm-hmm. and it's it's amazing how <laughs> you think I well, always we started with this feeling I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling like I was tricked or something, and then we start to to break it down like okay, what's the underlying thought underneath it that's feeding these feelings, and then when you look at it like whoa, I really think that. Yeah. when you look at it, is is that thought true? Yes. I don't know if that's true. It's like, okay, was my one-year-old really trying to mess up my day by pooping at this particular moment? Right. Was my one-year-old trying to manipulate me? I know. (laughs) What? Was he trying to do that or was he just being a one-year-old? Right. Right. (laughs) But it's amazing how it can, sometimes we just need that space. Because yeah. when it's all in there and it's everything swimming together all at once and the to-do list and everything, we just need to get it out.
0: Yeah, get it out <laughs> of the head. And and also, I mean, the, the mind, I like to say that the mind is not a container, right? It's not a place to keep mm. all the things. It's not a place to keep all the thoughts, all of the, all of the resentments or... Or the calendar. It's not a place to keep. Right. It's not a container. It's when but when we're using it as a container, we don't have the it doesn't we don't Mm -hmm. give it the mind the capacity to do what it does. For um, you know, good. for for logical reasons, you know, to help us problem solve. But when it's so full of of uh, of other things, of mm-hmm. our of our thoughts, our thoughts, and the, the, our thoughts about our one year old manipulating us, <laughs> 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 really, then we can tell right. us, spin the, these fantastic tales in our minds. <laughs> but getting them out on paper is a brilliant thing. And Daniel, you said something. You wrote something about, um, consistent writing restores the partnership between our mind, body, and soul. Can you share a little bit more about that? I think that is brilliant and beautiful. Thank
1: you. And what I like about that, I love hearing you talk about vision mm-hmm. and what that means and why we should write it down. Because I, yeah. I think that this concept and what I was talking about, um, you know that power of writing and how it helps align our right. bodies what we're doing and our thoughts what we're thinking and what's going on in our soul what we really want what we really value mm-hmm. like it really flows together yeah like i use the example of um when you're sitting down to write and trying to think of uh, write out this is how i feel this is what's going on and as you're writing and if you allow yourself to be honest And really not write what you, realizing that, especially if you're writing just for you and not for someone else, like this is what I think, this is what's going on for me, uh, what's going on here. And you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, I'm sitting here ranting and raving about what my one-year-old is not doing for me or what my mom is not doing for me, yet I value teamwork and us working together. And everything here is about how everybody's not helping me. Like, that's Mm. not what I really value. There's something wrong. And my soul, that inner guide, that piece of me that's saying, something is out of whack here. Mm, And so it gives you a chance to really look at what is, and I'm having that moment there. (laughs) 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 But, um, But I like having that moment to really see what is and what is not in alignment for me. Oh, I love that, and that's true.
0: Unless we can get it out, because we can't, we can't really look at it in our minds. Unless we get it out, we put it on paper. And you know, sometimes when I'm trying to problem solve, excuse me, I'll take uh, take kind of like write down some solutions and kind of put them in on different places on a table, right? Like, right. Okay. Okay. This might be a solution. This might be a solution and then kind of walk around the table and see it from a different perspective. It's a really interesting way of seeing Mm, things differently. Right. I mean, when you're really in a, in a, in a place when you feel like you're in a stuck place, you know? Right. But, um, but I love that because it, in what you were talking about the soul too, you know, list really listening. Is this the truth? What I just wrote down? This 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 sounds like it's it's um it's from the ego, you know, like what's from mm-hmm. my heart? What is what is what is the truth, the truth in my heart? And how can I and, and 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 the solutions, but I really feel like we we need to get them down on paper in order to really see the solutions. And I love um I love what you said, what you know, what what you said about the about the visioning and about, yeah, I, I'm I'm not perfect at it. But when I'm writing my vision, I'm connecting with it, right? Yes. I, am, I am that person in my vision. Yeah. And it's not just a thought because sometimes it's hard to to distinguish, like you were talking about when you're writing it down. Sometimes it's hard to distinguish the, the thoughts, which are just patterns, mm-hmm. whether, whether they're just thoughts or whether they are like true inspiration, you know, until yes. we can get them down on the paper. That's just... That's brilliant. And can you talk a little bit about the physical act of writing? Because there's something there's something that happens when you actually put a put a pen to paper. Now, and I, I know the 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 typing and, and I'd like to get your take on this, too. The typing. And the writing
1: are different. Absolutely, yeah, positively different. Um. I'm thinking about getting a tablet that allows you to write on it. I'm curious to see what that experience is like and how closely that mimics uh, writing on paper. Uh But definitely there is something, either way you're using a tool, right? Either you're using the keyboard and you're typing typing it out, but there's something about having hand on paper and forming each letter. It forces me to slow down a little bit because I can type, faster than I can write and I can write pretty fast. I still do cursive. Right. I know that's not a thing in schools anymore. Right. But- <laughs> I do too. <laughs> but, but I can write pretty fast, but I still have to pause long enough to form the letters and to right. do the words and everything. And there's something in that process. It's like, okay, all that nervous energy or the frustration or whatever else my body wants to do is like, okay, we're going to focus in writing this right now mm-hmm. and getting this out and it allows you Know, like I said, my body and my mind and my soul to be focused on one thing,
0: right? Right, which is great. This is true, right?
1: Because I can't think you, about groceries and then write my uh, <laughs> you can't write something else, it just doesn't work.
0: <laughs> I have, I never thought about it that way, Danielle, and you're so right. You can't, that, that is, that is almost like meditation, right? That is another form yes. of meditation because you can only focus on the writing. You can't be, like you said, you can't be thinking about your grocery list and writing at the same time because it's, it, you can't, you can't, the, the, that's one thing that you can't multitask with. I mean, you can,
1: not properly, <laughs> right? Right. Not truly, not without really, you're, you're doing the task switching thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like there's so many times like I'm writing something and my daughter will ask me a question and all of a sudden I'm writing down Plato. I'm like Plato had nothing to do with. Right, this. <laughs> that's right. You want me to take the lid off the Plato? Okay, <laughs> let me do that and come back to this because <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't work with trying to do the separate things. But having that ability to meditate and um, but get your body involved and and it really can be. It, we don't think of it that way. Like if you're in school and you're taking notes when someone's talking or anything like that but it it is a way of focusing on a concept or a thought and getting all of you in that moment focused on that we don't do it a lot that's not a normal thing a typical thing you know uh, it's interesting
0: that um during this year of um remote learning they're not writing danielle they're not they're they're barely writing anything it's all it's all online yeah it's really interesting um so, we are going to take the summer and we're going to do a lot of reading, a lot of writing. We're actually going to do some math. We're going to be playing instruments and like Ooh. we're going to kind of continue through. Um, but, yeah, it's been an interesting, like how do, you, how do you do school without writing? I don't, but it's all, it's all typing. It's all online um, because it's okay. not in person, you know, because the teacher can't, the, the teacher is not, you're, you're not turning in a paper you know, you're turning and typing. So it's been a, it's been an interesting, so which makes me wonder how much are these kids actually learning because they're not writing it down. You know what I mean? They're, they're typing.
1: And it makes me wonder, maybe they're making a different connection because it's possible I'm always open to it's possible that we made that connection because in school well, we had to. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, we I mean it, it was a, it was a necessity, but it's
0: been interesting right. to witness, you know, in the Oh, that would be esp- interesting. Especially from somebody who is so, you know, I mean I I also I, I type 72 words a minute still. <laughs> <laughs> but um but I am a, I'm I'm a I'm a writer of pen and paper. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of just, it. it's, it feels right. It feels good to me. So to watch my kids not agree. be writing right now is very, it's very interesting. And, and my daughter, even she has beautiful handwriting. She's like, I don't even know how to write anymore. <laughs> it's so
1: interesting. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize that was going on. Well, cause I've got the one and four year old. I didn't realize right. that's what was going on, but that is, that is interesting to see what comes and goes like we just cursive is not a thing anymore in schools like we'd have to teach that to our kids on our own right it does make me wonder what we're losing but it makes me wonder if we're also picking up some things that we just hadn't experienced yet I do think that we are
0: you know I I do my son is his handwriting is not beautiful (laughs) but he's my writer he is. He really? actually has a published book. I don't think I told you that. A published, <gasps> published by me, um, with the with the long arm stapler. <laughs> <laughs> I he, love it. He uh, he wrote a book. Um, he wrote a book, the um, the life of a cat, um, when he was oh, in fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade, and he sold it at the yard sale, and he made like forty bucks. <laughs> Sweet. That's
1: big money in fourth grade.
0: It was big money. And it was his, and he, and he was like, you know, he was selling his book too. He was like, All you have right, to have ball this. ball status. I like it. Yeah, I know. And so, and so he, this summer is one of his, one of his projects for the summer is to write, he's got another book. It's much, it's bigger. It's more, I think it's more science fiction, but he has another book that he's going to write this summer. Ooh, um, I want to hear about this yeah, but but for him, the writing is awkward, and not, so so maybe maybe I'm projecting, you know, me being the writer. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. I guess we'll see, we'll see at the end of the year or next year what all this virtual learning has done. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I have a I have a I have a little writer in the midst in, in the making. Nice, yeah, yeah. And I love pretty... that you're encouraging him too. Oh, yeah, that is awesome. Yeah well i mean the 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 bookworm <laughs> i know right know? <laughs> the, the the one who loves books yeah I, i'm like i'm all about that all about that well danielle this has been amazing this has been amazing conversation it's been so great to see you face to face and yeah. um and i know that we will do this much much more um but there's such brilliance in and writing and a pen to paper yeah. and the things that you can discover about yourself, excuse me, <clears throat> in the process of getting it out of your head and on the paper. And again, I love that consistent writing restores the partnership between our mind, body, soul. You are, I mean, that you, you are speaking my language right there. <laughs> there
1: you <are. laughs> uh, thank you. I really do believe that. I, I think it definitely, it does something powerful for us. And even if we don't think, well, I'm not really a writer, I don't really know how to do this, am I doing it right? You can't do it wrong.
0: Right, and what <laughs> if it's not for anybody else's eyes but your own? How great exactly. is that? You don't have to dot your eyes and cross your T's and do correct you know, grammar, it doesn't matter. It's just right. what matters is, is getting it out on paper. So Danielle, um, this is the part of the show where I invite you to share a time in motherhood that felt impossible where you either overcame something
1: or achieved something. I love this question. (laughs) (laughs) I love this question. And the first thing that comes to my mind is a fairly recent moment was thinking when I became called mama 2.0, when -hmm. I had my son um, and my second child thinking my business or that professional side of my life was going to end, mm. um, because ghostwriting is what I did before. And that mm. is a very all consuming process. Mm-hmm. And motherhood is a full body, mind, soul experience. And I was already Indeed. seeing that, um, Tension with my daughter, and it's like, okay, she's getting older, a little bit more independent. I have pockets of time. And I'm like, right. when I have two children, I'm not going to be able to do this. And I yeah. remember being in tears hmm. and mourning, like the end of that part of me, and, and really thinking that was going to be the end. But then when I wrote it down and I'm looking at it and I'm I'm able to have some space and I'm thinking well, all the things I like about working with authors, I, it doesn't have to be ghost writing. Right. You know, I can still work with authors another way. What would that look like? You know, mm-hmm. what, what could I do that's different? And I experimented and now I am coaching authors and loving this right, <laughs> um, right. even more. So this is more in line with the time commitment. So I can still have my, my mom role. I can still have this amazing experience to meet people like you, because if I ended my business, we never would have met. We never would have met. Thank goodness that you wrote it down, Danielle. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) But I know I, that was definitely an aha moment. It's like, okay, I did mourn. That was the end of a stage, but it wasn't an end of that form of expression. I just needed to pivot and find what I could do and double down on that. Right. And I've been enjoying that. And That is a lesson I absolutely want to pass down to my children when they get to that moment. It's like, especially at four, she's always having that moment like, oh, this didn't go the way I wanted to. Or I'm just not going to do it because the tower didn't stand up right. It's like, baby, we just find another way. Right. Oh, I love that. Well, and isn't that that's brilliant, too, because
0: that's what we're teaching our kids, right? That, oh, maybe not that way, but this way, like opening up that corner of your mind opening it to possibility, like that I can still have this, it might not look the same, and it might not come in the way that I I envision it to come, but to open your mind to letting it come however it comes, you know, and that's brilliant. And you can, who knows, maybe you decide that this is it, like ghostwriting, or maybe, you know, this is just a season, and then you go, go back into the ghostwriting at some point. You know, but I love that it's it wasn't a it wasn't an all or nothing, you know that it didn't right. have to be,
1: right? And that was exactly it. I was doing that that false like I'm thinking it had to be this or that, right? Right. And I'm glad that I didn't, like I said, because I still get to meet amazing people and hear amazing stories and help them publish it and share it and watch them have those ahas as they're writing and say, okay, I'm struggling with this, and like you said, maybe I'll add ghost writing back in later, but coaching, this is, is capturing more of what I missed from the classroom Mm. experience, what I loved about right, right, And so I just, I'm so grateful. Like I didn't see it coming and I'm to the point now, like I'm, what comes will come and I'll flow with it because I didn't see this coming and I'm amazed by it.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love it. And I'm, I'm seeing you and I working together at some point when, when the book is ready, when, when I am ready for the book to come out, It's really? not not. I was not right that. now, but it is. It is. It is coming out at some point. It has to. It's been, it's been wanting to come out since I was a little girl under a tree. You
1: know? <laughs> You're gonna have to start your book off with that story. That's that's. I have probably have to am. So like <laughs> it's
0: been coming for a long time now. <laughs> Well, Danielle, this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for, um, for sharing your story and your passion for writing. And can you, um, can you
1: share with our listeners, how can they find you? How can they get a hold of you? Yes, the best way to catch up with me is hands down, come hang out with me at my website. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I have a mailing list there and I actually have a, um, a guide there for anyone who's trying to start their book, but at daniellefeatherson.com. Okay, and perfect. I know that is a fun name to spell. So it's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-F is in Frank, F-E-T-H-E-R-S-O-N.com. Perfect.
0: Perfect. And I'll put the links in um, in the show notes as well. Perfect. Um, yes. Daniel. again, thank you so much for, um, for taking the time to share with us today. And so brilliant to see you face-to-face. I'm loving this. I am almost- loving <laughs>
1: I know I I know I know not not exactly face to face but yes virtual hugs my friend (laughs) I will take it like any day like you have definitely helped make my day so I'm I'm happy (laughs) perfect and you too all right goodbye for now all right bye
0: Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom Podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So, download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.